to another great episode of Green Business Radio. I'm your host, Jim Palmer. I am the Green Business Coach, and this is the podcast where you can learn how to create your dream business so you, too, can live your dream lifestyle. I'm the founder and creator of the Dream Business Academy and the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, and I coach entrepreneurs and small business owners at all levels how to create the business of their dreams so they, too, can live life on their terms. Today's episode is brought to you by Dream Business Academy. It's a three-day event. Our next one, which will be our seventh, is taking place in Providence, Rhode Island, where my floating home is currently docked. This is a marketing and business-building event where you, too, will learn how to build your million-dollar platform. Learn more at dreambizacademy.com, Dream Biz Academy. By the way, early registration discounts are going on, and if you use the coupon code PODCAST, podcast when you check out. You'll save $100 off the registration. I'm really excited about this week's show. I've got a great entrepreneur. Dan Locke is known as the king of high-ticket sales, and I already told Dan I did a little research, and we're going to go a little bit a little bit long because we're going <laughs> to really light it up here, so get ready. Dan Locke, a.k.a. the king of high-ticket sales, is a two-time TEDx opening speaker and international best-selling author of 12 books. He's one of the highest-paid and most in-demand consultants in the luxury and high-ticket space and has been featured on the cover of Jet Set Magazine. In a flashy red blazer, I might add, I saw that. He's a true immigrant success story. Dan came to North America as a teenager with little knowledge of English and no contacts. He started his first business when he was in high school and failed at 13 different businesses before having his first success. Dan is now a founder and partner or partner in more than 15 different companies in various industries ranging from luxury goods, digital marketing, education, and e-commerce. Dan is passionate about helping coaches, consultants, and other entrepreneurs make more money by selling to less people something. It's a conversation, a topic I love. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jim. Thank you for having me. And let's see if I live up to the hype and expectations. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny when you hear your when you hear your bio, which I'm sure we have, we all have something in creating our own bio. God, that sounds so over the top. <laughs> hope we can li- hope we can live up to it. But anyway, um, from what I've from the research I've done, uh, as I was telling you before we went live, you've done so much. And you know, uh, people tell me I, I I look 40. I'm actually 59. You you look like you're barely 30. Do you mind how old if I how old are you? Do you mind if I ask? I'm I'm 36. Okay, I wasn't too far off. So you've accomplished a great deal and and not a lot long period of time. I, I want to ask you about your entrepreneurial roots. Did your parents, your grandparents, did somebody own a business before you and you just love that or did you just gravitate? Where where did that uh, entrepreneurial DNA come from? I would say not from my family because my mom is just is a housewife and my dad is kind of a middle class. You could say he... He is a businessman, but he was never a, a successful businessman. Uh, in fact, part of my story is my dad uh, was partnering up with a, a gentleman, and the guy basically took his money, and my dad guaranteed on everything. He signed, signed his names. So it left him about a million dollars U.S. in debt, and then he went yeah. bankrupt, and that's how I kind of got in, got started in business because I got pushed into it. Money, I know, was never interested in money. I was never interested in all these 
like building a business or anything like that. When I was young, my biggest dream in life was to open up a martial arts school, like to be a martial arts instructor. That was it. And so, yeah, money never interests me. Building business never interests me. I couldn't even spell entrepreneurship. But because I am the only child in my family, so then when my dad went bankrupt, I had to man up and grow up and mature and because I wanted to take care of my mom. And that, that was it. That was my motivation. Wow. You know, it's interesting. I've been an entrepreneur for almost 17 years, and every time I hit entrepreneur, when I'm writing a blog post, word still corrects me. So it's just one of those tough words, first of all, so don't feel bad. But you know what's interesting, uh, Dan, is you said you've never been interested in money. What I have found, because um, – I work with uh, I work with some you know high powered people in my program as as well as beginners and the people that achieve success one of the things they often say is I focus less on making money and more on delivering value and then the money takes care of itself and I find that an interesting first of all I believe it and I find it interesting because when you start a business you're focused on cash flow it doesn't mean you're money focused but you know, the people who focus less on money and more on just doing great work and connecting with the right people, those are the people that end up doing well, and, and you seem to figure that out right from the beginning. I think with money, it depends on what you believe in in terms of, like, money. I believe, like, money is an idea. is also the spiritual laws of money. Money doesn't go to the people who desperately need it. If you think about it, if they do, then all the people, all the homeless people will have money. Uh, money goes to the people who don't need it. Money goes to people who knows how to multiply it. So with that energy, with that vibe, and when you're not thinking about it, money is nothing more than a, than a byproduct of value creation. So the more value you create, the more money you make. So I always say to people, don't chase money, chase needs. Find out people's needs and solve their problems and fulfill their needs, and you make money. So making money, once you get it, is actually quite simple. Keeping it is a whole other thing. But making it is actually quite simple. You're good with sales. You're good with marketing. You solve people's problems. Money shows up. Yeah. You, you know, speaking of keeping it, I have this uh, saying that gross is for vanity and net is for sanity. Yes, <laughs> Not absolutely. A, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I knew of a guy who did probably about a million dollars a year doing live events, but he's so overspent producing his own live events, he probably made less than a hundred grand or fifty grand versus yeah. somebody who might earn, you know, four or five hundred thousand a year and they keep three hundred of it. You know what I mean? So hundred percent. Um, so and you, I always say so, it's not just it's not just like how much money you make, it's how you make yeah. the money. So even though let's say someone makes let's say half a million a year, there's a difference between someone working let's say seven days a week and ten hours a day making that half a million dollars versus someone who works maybe four and a half days a week uh, and only works six seven hours a day making the half a million and doesn't need to travel with less stress. The quality of the money also, the, the, I mean, that needs to, to take into consideration. Uh, that's why I always believe to build your business around your, your personal preference and lifestyle and versus just keep chasing it. Because entrepreneurs, we're so creative. We are so driven. We're all type A personalities. And I find that as I, even through my journey, as you go, keep chasing and chasing and chasing, just want more and more and more and more. Uh, more sometimes may not be the answer and more sometimes may not be better. Sometimes less is better. Uh, I wrote a Facebook post earlier this year, and I talked about this year is about less for me. 
So I cut back. I mean, I sold, I shut down one of my companies. I sold two of my companies, and I cut back a lot of the stuff that I was doing versus just expanding and expanding and expanding. I promised myself I won't start another company in two or three years. I just wanted to focus on what I have and actually cut back and work smarter and work better, mm. not just more. Yeah. You know what I did about um – and I do have a few years on you, so from that perspective, I'm a little farther down the road. But yes. uh, five years ago, I, I set a plan where I wanted to work three days a week uh, and, and be able to do it from anywhere. And little did I know that last year my wife, Stephanie, retired from her job, and that was our last thing that had us kind of geographically landlocked to uh, Pennsylvania. And so what we did is we sold our house. We sold one of the cars, put a, put a get rid of a lot of stuff. And we bought a 50-foot boat, and I'm now running the rest of my businesses, and I'm coaching my clients and doing interviews three days a week from my boat as we go up and down the East Coast. That's awesome. And I know, right? It's still a pinch-me moment. We're barely 90 days into this big adventure, as we call it. But one of the things I realized is that when I, when I made that happen, there were two things. First of all, and I want to dive into this next, is, is getting the high-ticket sales because that makes it possible. But I also realized that there is a point where, you know, when you start out in business and you get to a certain point, you're going to – you will often blow past what you thought would be just a dream income. And like you say, more, more, more. For me, I mean, there is a point, and believe me, I, I, I still want to earn more, but it, I'm not so driven by money. I'm now driven by living the lifestyle that I want. I still work really hard, and, and believe me, when I'm not on those three three days where I'm doing a lot of calls, I'm thinking about my clients. I'm just thinking about business. I'm looking at blogs because I like it and I enjoy it. But I fully realized that if I was if I would open up a fourth day or a fifth day to do more coaching, I'd probably earn more money. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you do make a, a you, most people can make a decision at a certain point that uh, I know this sounds wrong. It's not like enough is enough, but lifestyle becomes more important than you know more zeros in the bank. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I believe after money, like after you you make a certain amount of money. Now, for depends on who is listening. You are listener. Depends on where you're at. In your in your career, if you're at the survival stage, I get it. You have to work hard, hustle, and and just pay the bills. And we all have to go through that period of time. But once you get to security, I think money, the value of money, greatly diminishes after a certain point. After you you know you got the house, you've got the car, you've got the food, roof over your head, and you've got some entertainment. You're taking care of your family. You're traveling. You don't need as much as you think, and that's one thing I emphasize to all my students. You might think some, cause sometimes they might think, oh, I need Dan. I don't want to build a hundred million dollar company. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I have friends who have had, who build hundred million dollar companies, but knowing that when if that's your goal, the sacrifice that you are going to have to make. Versus, well, maybe I don't need as much money as I thought, and truly, you don't need as much money as you think, even to live very, very, very well. Like Jim, right, on a boat, everything. It, it doesn't cost as much as you might think. If you actually sit down and calculate the number, now it's much more doable. It's much more realistic. And then, now, okay, actually, I only need half a million, or I need even half a million. Trust, trust me, below half a million a year is not easy. To spend a half yeah, a million, it's, it's not easy. Right, and it's going to buy buy an island or something. You know what I mean, right? But for most people, speak, 
Speaking of blowing half a million, not that I pay that much for my vote, but at 59 years old, none of the financial advisors that I work with thought investing in a boat at this stage of my life. <laughs> you, so mean, you mean it's not an asset? <laughs> it, is the, it is the worst asset you could think of with your – I mean, it is a, the, it's a hole in the water that you pour money into. But, but again, I, we're going – when Stephanie and I are – here's the thing, and slightly off track, but it's a good point. That I saw this um, – Video. This guy said he did, they did this uh, survey of people that were close to death, like almost knocking on death's door, mm. and they asked them what the, what did they do that they regret. And it said out of all the people they interviewed, nobody regretted something they did. Uh, they regretted things that they didn't do. And when Stephanie and I were thinking about doing this, there are plenty of reasons because we're both pretty. We're very level-minded, conservative kind of people. Like we raised four kids. We did everything right. We had the house and the yard and the insurance. and We just lived a very normal, steady life, and this is anything but that. And we said, you know what? We believe that life should be enjoyed. Life should be more than just sell your home, go into a townhome, eventually go into assisted living, and just have a smile on your face. Hell no. I'm going to go feel what it's like to drive a boat in the Atlantic Ocean for the first time with five-foot waves, and we did it. And I about peed my pants, but we got through. We landed here safely. And it's like I feel alive again, Dan. It's like I feel like I was coasting for the last three years. I mean, doing good work, but I was not outside my comfort zone, you know? And Jim, think about how many people maybe have that dream and they have that idea. Wouldn't it be nice if I could travel the world, I can work remotely or on a boat? How many people dream about that? But think about how many people actually achieve that. So yeah. it's like I applaud you for like jumping into it and then doing it. I'm sure it's just your comfort zone. And But it's great. That's living, right? That is, I think in our society, we're conditioned to believe in, oh, yeah, like you said, oh, you – you know, go to school and get get good grades and get a job, or and then work till 65 and then you retire and and all these things. Now I'm glad I actually when I started I didn't have a lot of these programming. Nobody told me, oh, you're not supposed to do it this way. You're not supposed to to work from home. I've been working from from for over a decade now. You're not supposed to do a lot of things. You're not supposed to be successful at a young age. I mean, Jim, think about at 36, and people think I'm still young. At when I was started in twenty something, you know, when I was speaking at twenty four, twenty five, guess what people said to me? You're too young. Now they still say it's mm. too young. Then guess when when I'm forty five, they say what? I'm too old. That's their my question is, man. Yeah. Then my question is, when the hell is a good time? Yeah, like never a today. Good time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never it's, a good time. Yeah. Forget forget this BS, right? Forget this stuff. It doesn't matter. So I say, live the life on your own terms, right? And I said, this is the way I want to live. And I've been living this way for a long time. So I haven't had a paycheck for years. I've only had one job in my entire life for one year, right? So I don't know what it's like to work for somebody else. I always work from home. My clients, they come to my home and meet. I play at my home. I go downstairs. I work out. I relax here. So I structure a lot of these things that people might say, like, for example, I don't take incoming calls. Every single one of my phone calls is a phone appointment. It's funny because I moved to this home last year in April. My phone messages, I've over like, I checked a month ago, over like 300 phone messages. I have not replied. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, you know? Let's talk about, yeah, Dan, let's talk about coaches and consultants because I know sure. you help a lot there. I, I think I have six coaches in my current uh, uh, mastermind group right now, and one Fantastic. of the biggest challenges is helping them 
charge more. Charge first of all, charge what they're worth, whatever that means. But you know, your your thing is 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 high ticket sales, and to me, it's like, would you rather walk around a giant parking lot or stadium picking up one dollar bills and finally get into a hundred, or do you just want to go pick up one one hundred dollar bill? I mean, that's kind of the simple way to think about why don't you just sell more expensive items and you got to work with fewer people uh, 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 the- uh, i'll share a perfect story with you right okay uh, yep. I, a few months ago i just got a phone with a very well-known friend of mine a very well-known internet marketing expert and guru okay if i tell you i'll tell you the name you, you know who he is but i won't name any names because we're on a show uh and so very very successful guy and we were just talking about you know two buddies catching up and what we've done in 2000 and and last since last year 2016 and here's the thing he has over a hundred thousand subscribers on his list massive list he has over seven thousand two hundred paying customers uh, from trial offers low ticket offers membership site all that stuff he's got nine sales funnel four webinars and 28 facebook ads it is running at the same time he sends out a daily email to his list. He's spending a ton of time and effort developing leads, converting leads, and, and has over 20-plus independent contractors, VAs working on his stuff. He works about 10 to 12 hours a day, six and a half days a week, and takes half a day off on Sunday because he goes to church. Now, he's already, when we talk, he was already planning for his like two product launches this year and trying to get affiliates on board. Here's the thing, Jim. He's the kicker. We both generated more than seven-figure revenue from our consulting and coaching business in 2016. Now, his extremely, like his externally successful business generated only 10,000, 10K more in net profits than my little part-time high-ticket consulting business. I only have 47 clients and members. Just think about it. Now, is there a difference in terms of lifestyle? Is there a difference between serving 7,000 people versus 42? You better believe it. Big time, yep. You know, so the question I always ask and you have to ask yourself is, how can you hit your income goal and, and live a life of total freedom like Jim, like living on a boat, with fewer clients, not more, fewer clients? So how do you do that? Since, since you're on that side of the interview, <laughs> let's let's share let's share a tip or two. So first of all, I think going to high ticket it's 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 a it's a broad it's a broad question. It's like someone asked me how to get good at kung fu, right? It's a very broad question. But first of all, it starts off with your offers. Instead of having so many offers and so so such a com- complex business and I think it tends to be like that in the coaching consulting world because that's what's being pitched you, you, you open up your Facebook you scroll down your wall some guy is trying to say hey you need to build this and hey you need a funnel hey you need Facebook ads and everybody's trying to grab you to to do that kind of stuff right a lot of these vendors and unfortunately a lot of coaches and consultants service providers they, they, were, they were being pitch and sold on the idea, oh, I need to have a very complex business. It's not true. It is not true. You can have a very simple business model. Like with me, I have like instead of 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 gazillion offers, I've got two. <laughs> I have two offers. I have a 24K mastermind group. That's my front-end offer called Denlock in a Circle. I, with, with client, one-on-one, it's 100K. It's, like, it's a very simple thing. It's only two things. When people ask me how to charge, I've only got two offers. So it keeps my life very, very, very simple. And I built both 
offers and I structure my business in a way that is always about recurring revenue. It's about recurring income. I don't want to sell something and just as a one-time thing, I got to keep selling it again and again. So, so my friend, if you think about it, he spends 90% of his time selling because he needs to keep selling uh, product launches and different programs in order to generate the revenue versus I spend 90% of my time serving the clients that I have. I spend 10% of my time on content creation and quote-unquote selling and, and, and bringing in new clients. But at this point, when you are when you've got enough content out there, I mean, people just come to you anyway. So that's what I'm talking about. So there's a big difference between making money and building like a business, building a high ticket business. Does that make sense? It does, Dan. I saw your uh, your YouTube channel, and you got a bunch of great videos up there. And one of them was um, when it comes to you know saying how much you are. Not having this is my definition. I don't think you use this word. Not having this pathetic look on your face that says, "But I'm really worth it, and I'll give you a hell of a deal." Right? I yes. Mean, part of part of doing that is is saying, "Yeah, this is my price. This is what it is. This is the investment to get what you want." I mean, just um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dan Kennedy, but I saw him say one time, with, you know, he's purportedly the most expensive copywriter out there, but he says, "You know." People want to know uh, my secret. He says, all I do is I look him in the eye and I say it with a straight face, and that's yes. it. <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. And sometimes I think, when even when I, when I work with coaches and consultants, oh, Dan, what's the secret to to charge more money or to raising my prices? I said, just just raise the prices. <laughs> <There's> no, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, there must be some technique. No, it's, it's just ask for more. <laughs> and often they don't own their value and sometimes they're not clear about their value they don't believe in what they offer and it shows when client you can see you ask people well how much do you charge oh well um, 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 I kind of uh, well that depends they, they can't even say what they charge with with confidence if right. you can't even do that then how how would you expect your, your client to to pay you for what you're worth but that's a self-image that's a more self identity issue i mean we could go into that but that's more like self-image your programming all of that that's part of it so that's the inner game of charging more the inner game of money the outer game of money it's more the, the sales uh the marketing the positioning uh, the content all that stuff and both needs to to work together but but the inner game i believe is as important as the outer game if not more so i know you 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 like to tell people read the rob report and stuff like that you know, before I bought my first boat four years ago, I would go to boat shows and I'd be looking at these boats, which are, you know, anywhere from a hundred thousand a million dollars and walking around. And if all you do is go to the, you know, the scratch and dent sale to buy your next washer or do whatever it is, and you're, it's, you, you need to expose yourself to that. There is wealth out there. There are people who are willing to pay for high value so you actually have to change your mindset from one of lack to one of abundance, and, and there are ways that you can do that. 100%. And I think most people, they are. We always talk about the fear of failure. People don't do something, or they don't, they don't try something because they're afraid to fail. And it's very, very true. From but from my experience, now I've worked with so many entrepreneurs. I find that actually it's not fear of failure. It's fear of success. That's more common. Because they know how yeah. to fail. Um, they know how to what it's like to struggle. In fact, uh, one of the one of the my master my members I'm working with him. Um, his problem is he's addicted to to his struggles. 
It may almost like, mm. what? What do you mean, Dan? Like, yeah, he's addicted to his struggles. He's been struggling for years. He knows what it's like to kind of live on the edge and, and struggle and, and have all these, like, stress and all, all these problems. I call him like a, cr- a crack magnet, right? He just attracts this crap in his life, like people or circumstances. <laughs> and he doesn't even know why. It just keeps showing up again and again and again. I said, because you're addicted to your struggles. He doesn't know what it's like to be successful, and he's not comfortable with success. Just the minute I asked him to charge a little bit more, he actually had a, I, like when I told him to do that, I, I see a physical reaction from him, like he wants us to throw up, like he walks yeah. around like he's dizzy. I said, all I ask you to do is to double your price. Where does this come from? And, but he's, he's got a physical, and he's a big, tough guy, like, but you see a big, tough guy wants us to throw up because I ask him to charge a little bit more money. You, you think about it, it makes no sense, but if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I wrote a Dan. I wrote a book called Decide, which is really a lot about this mindset, the inner game, and I think chapter four is called uh, the imposter syndrome. And um, I know I struggled with that. And then when I was writing this and doing a little research, I realized how prevalent it is. Uh, and the and really briefly, the imposter syndrome for folks listening is when you feel like you're going to be found out. And so whether you're just starting out and you don't even have your first client, you're going on a sales call and you're, you're, they're going to say, well, tell me about some of the people you work with. Oh, shit, I just work at my dining room <laughs> table and I use computer, right? Or, or you do really, really well. You build a six-figure, multi-six-figure business or a seven-figure business. You, the imposter syndrome for you is like, well, I never graduated college. How is it? People are going to wonder, man, what are you doing? You, you're not earning that. You know, and I think that's really prevalent for a lot of people. And I, I was actually surprised. I called it something else when I started researching. I saw it really did have an official name, the imposter syndrome. I was, I was calling it I will be found out syndrome. But um, isn't that something? Do you deal with that with your uh, clients as well? It sounds like the big guy felt like, well, if I charge more, people are going to find out I might not be as good as I think I am. That's some of the head trash. Yeah, that's definitely though. So I, I'm not as good as I, I uh, people might find out, or I'm not worthy, or I don't have have enough experience. All these things, just like myself, if you think about Jim, when I when I first immigrated to to Vancouver, Canada, I couldn't speak a word of English. I didn't know anybody. I had no friends. I had no money. Just me and my mom. So from that place, from that boy, if you think about it. From that place, and when I was in in high school, I flung English twice. Now having written thirteen books now, and being on TEDx and this, you think about it, it's <laughs> it makes no sense. How could a boy do all these things? How could a boy from that boy to who I am today? So I know for a fact that everything that I have today, I've worked very hard for. It. And I, but I trained, I conditioned myself. I created this person, right? I shaped him. Uh, I forged him into into who I am today. So I always say, compare. Don't give me any excuses, because if whatever excuses, whatever hat trash you in your in your head, I said, just imagine going to a country where you don't speak the language and don't know anybody with no money, try to make it there. So don't give me these BS, right? Sure. Yeah. Like you've you've got it easy, I got it hard. I mean, I paid a price. So, but also shows if I could do it, I truly believe anybody, if they're willing and they're willing to be to get resources.
resources, learn from you, uh, learn from other people, and willing to, to learn and willing to, to take action, they could do it. Anybody could do it. And to me, I'm, even at this age, I'm just starting my journey. Who knows where I'm going to be in the next four, five, ten years? I don't know. I'm just enjoying the, the, the journey. So, Dan, let's say somebody starts uh, working on their inner game a little bit, and they're thinking, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to uh, close some high-ticket sales. What's hmm. what's one of the most effective ways to attract high-end clients? Okay, so first, good question. So first of all, knowing – let's de- first define high-ticket sales first because most everybody has got different ideas. Uh, and for some people, $1,000 is high-ticket sales, right? <clears throat> for, for some, it's, it's $10,000. Um, I always define it as if for, for what we do for coaches and consultants – uh, if you charge anything that's like 3000 and above, I would consider that high-ticket sales. So it could be 3000 5000 10000 uh, or 20000 or even $100,000, whatever that you charge. So let's, let's define that, first of all. And I believe for if you want to sell something uh, that's above, let's say, $3,000, it's very, very difficult to just do that through an email. It's very, very difficult to just do that through a video sales letter or just a, just a, just a long sales page. I believe you got to get people on the phone, and that's what I teach. You have to generate those phone appointments so that you can have those conversations and just close people on the phone if you want to sell those high-ticket sales. So if you're thinking, well, but then I'm not comfortable with on the phone, like talking to people on the phone, and I don't, I don't like to talk with people, and I have to hide behind my computers, hide behind my keyboard, uh, keyboards, we've got a problem. So that's the first thing you have to be committed to learning or mastering, talking to people on the phone, just connecting with people. Uh, and once you have that, the second thing you got to work on is your offer. Uh, a lot of coaches, consultants, they charge per hour or they charge per term. So they might charge X, let's say, I don't know, Jim, how much they charge? 100 bucks an hour, let's say, 100 bucks an hour. Okay. Or they might sell five, uh, five hours as a block at a time, or they might sell a two-month program, a, a three-month program, uh, that's not a very good way to charging it. It's much better to sell something as an outcome and you package and bundle in a way that people can understand. Usually it's just one core big idea that people can, can simply. So when they say, give me an example, Jim, give me one of one of the programs that say that you offer. So, um, well, my high-end program is uh, my VIP Elite, and that's uh, $40,000. Yeah, so forty thousand dollars. So that's high ticket, right? So from there, so and it's how long is the program? Twelve months? Eighteen months. Eighteen months, perfect. So when someone joins VIP, let me ask you this: Are you clear who you who you serve with that program? Oh, most definitely, and I tell them who it's not for, and I am right to the. I said if if every if you wake up every day and it's a hair on fire emergency and you think you're going to get me on the phone on a moment's notice, do not apply for this program because I perfect. will not accept perfect. you. Perfect, perfect. And when someone joins the program, are they clear? Are they are the clients clear what they want out of it? Yes, they are because there's an application involved. Exactly right. So that's what I mean. So so when you sell high tickets. The, your your benefit, your value has to be very clear. Who you serve, you have to be very clear. Who you don't serve, you have to be very clear. You have to articulate and communicate that to the marketplace. On the other hand, your clients, the same time, they see this, they say, hey, you know what, if I'm going to invest $40,000 with Jim, okay, what am I going to get out of it? That has to be clear on their end as well. 
that's how people make their decisions. Unfortunately, most coaches and consultants, you ask them, well, who do you, who do you serve? Who do you sell to? Oh, well, entrepreneurs. Or they're so vague about the idea. Or, or anyone, that, 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 anyone that can breathe, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. that's not your target market. And if that's your target market, you can't articulate your uniqueness, your brilliance to them because they don't get it. Uh, and if they're not clear about the outcome, they can't buy it either. So in other words, I always teach my students, don't sell information, offer transformation. What is the transformation that you provide? And how do you dictate your price? How do you dictate how much you should charge? It's very simple. It's not, well, let's see what my competitors charge. Who cares what your competitors charge? What they charge has nothing to do with you. Put that aside. Put that aside. Ask, you only have need to ask one question. What does it cost? your prospects not to engage your services. There so if you, you think go. about That's it. it. If you think about it, why would someone $40,000, Jim, it's a lot of money for a lot of people. Why would someone invest that kind of money? Because they know if they don't invest that $40,000, the the pain that they have, the problems they have, that let's say they're making half a million dollars. If they don't invest that $40,000, they won't go to that $1 million that they want to make, right? So the cost is half a million dollars. It's not the 40 k That's the gap. That's the gap between where they are at and their goal. So if you think about it, whatever you charge, you can charge a lot more. If someone wants, if, so when you explain it that way, yes, if I don't do this, I'm going to be not happy. I'm going to be stressed out. I'm, I'm going to not fulfill my potential. I'm not going to be, be able to provide for my family. I'm not going to have the freedom that I want. Sell it that way. Forget about your deliverable. Forget about, oh, it's X amount of call. It's X amount of uh, live workshops. It's X amount of – nobody cares about that stuff. That's just deliverables. It's secondary. Think about the outcome that you provide. If your outcome is clear, the sell, the sell is easy. Well, Dan, this has been uh, amazingly fun for me. I'm sure the listeners have loved it, and I appreciate we went about 10 minutes long because we were rocking the house. How can people learn more about you, uh, check out some of your books, and uh, how can they connect with you on social media? I would say just go to search on Google, Danlock, D-A-N-L-O-K. That's the easiest way. Uh, my website, danlock.com. But with nowadays, if they can't find me, you know, we need to talk. <laughs> We've got a problem here. <laughs> Yeah, just Google. All right, right, Dan, thank you so much. This has really been a fun interview. Really appreciate your time today. Hey, thank you, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Dream Business Radio. Thank you to the Dream Business Academy for sponsoring the show. Again, you can get $100 off using the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. All the details for our next event coming up September 27th, 28th, and 29th is at Dream Biz Academy, dreambizacademy.com. Thank you to my editors and assistants who make what I do look so doggone easy. I'm your host, Jim Palmer. Watch for another great episode of Dream Business Radio this time next week, and you take good care.